Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, all right. You were rolling with Jason and John, 929 FM ESPN. Happy Tuesday to you. We've got the gang all here. Myself, John Mark, Brad Carson. We're all here and accounted for. Uh, I know folks are getting ready for the holidays. Okay? So it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Uh, don't take it for granted that when you got your whole team there. Right? You work as a unit. It works better when the team is working together and everybody is there. And I feel grateful for that Memphis women's basketball, man. Yeah. Yeah. They battled. Took it to OT in Knoxville against the number 15 Lady Vols. And remember, so Lady Vols team is coming off a loss. I figured Alex Simmons would take the Tigers in there and get killed. I was asking John before the show yesterday if he could find a line on it because I wanted to know. I think the last 19 times these teams have met, Tennessee's beat them by double digits. Okay? Boy, they battled last night. And I, I hate to say the following sentence, but they did end up Losing 84-75. Thought Alex Simmons was about to get her first big one there for a minute. But the signs are there that she's obviously well-equipped. Maybe not just carry on, you know, sort of where the momentum this program has built. Obviously, maybe take it to the next level. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. Bills, window closed. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe Jeff's still got some hope. Maybe it's still open. Maybe John can uh, can tell me it's still open. We'll see. Memphis Grizzlies back in action tonight. That's important. It's a fabulous in-season tournament game against the Los Angeles Lakers. 9.30 tip, pregame, 9 o'clock here on 92.9 FM, ESPN, LeBron and them. Grizzlies 2-8, and eight, Lakers 5-5. Five and five. This will be the third in-season tournament game for the Memphis Grizzlies. We are 0-2. And perhaps, John, talking about windows? Maybe a little something opened up in that top 25 that Memphis can slip on in last night yeah. due to some results last night. We were right. talking about possible teams falling out. Maybe that's going to happen for the Tigers. Yeah, I think that I think you uh, pretty much covered the gamut there. I didn't uh, leave you anything on that bone. No, not What's to, left? What's to, what you got to left? Not to you, other than Jessica Benson's going to join us at 1130. Uh, and Mr. Chris is going to join us at 125. Um, that's it. That's it. Just fired uh, off all the takes you got. We got yeah. nothing. Yeah. Give it all. Uh, so uh, without further ado, let's do a little thing that we call cap or no cap. Cap. It means lion, but built different. Now it's cap. I'm going to say cap. For no cap. I'm going to say that that's no cap. On 92.9's Jason and John Show. All right. The Grizz are about to turn their season around. 
cap or no cap. Going for two in a row here. Going for two in a row here. Three when you count Taylor Jenkins' rant. Uh, define turnaround, John. What would that look like? Well, so how, how, how good would it, it may have be, to be a little to too soon, but you know, remember the Alaska Airlines disaster where the oh. pilot lost the he lost rest in peace of the victims. But he lost control of the plane and it was flying upside down and you didn't know where it was going to go. Ultimately, unfortunately, it did crash. I feel like the plane's upside down right now. So simply turning around. Are you talking about Denzel? Uh, no, that was a different. Okay. I think that was a different incident. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't want, yeah. Not, I'm, I'm not, sorry. not. You're a, about a real incident. I, I didn't recall that incident. Yeah. Okay. But uh, it definitely ah. feels like the plane is upside down right now, and the pilots aren't very experienced, and they probably shouldn't be doing it. But here they are. So that is what I feel like uh, would turn around would simply be getting the plane back right, upright, and uh, potentially being in position to land it for the return of John Morant. Uh, good news is that. Xavier Tillman Sr. List is uh list is questionable. Okay. You know what that means for the Grizzlies, you're back, right? Here's a question, John. You put him back in the starting lineup. No. It's the right answer. Yeah, my man uh, Biombo is 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 balling. I mean, I, what what message am I sending to him? He, how is that dude a free agent? He could have helped nobody. Are there others in the streets? As effective as him. I doubt that it. could potentially be as effective as him. I Just men in the it. streets out here on the scrap heap. Because, my goodness, I salute him and what he's brought to this team. They very quietly snuck back up to 14th defensively. Now, take out the damn Utah games because what, what, defense goes out the window against the Jazz. They've creeped back up. Obviously played some good defense against the Clippers. Hopefully it continues tonight. The whole question's Braun. He's questionable, and he's, and he's supposed to play, isn't he? We hadn't seen any yeah. late scratch stuff on Correct. him. Yep. Um, what's funny is Lakers 5-5, five and five, you're 2-8, and eight, and certainly their record looks better than yours. But from a net rating standpoint, y'all about the same. They're 24th. You're 25th. Uh, we mentioned Grizzlies have crept up on, on defense, and that's a good thing to see, but they're still right there at the bottom offensively, 29th. Lakers 25th in offense, 21st in defense. It's been pretty blah, and I'll hold up my hand. I thought the supporting cast would be better than it's shown so far. Uh, and it may not show at all uh, the rest of the season. I could be completely wrong. What that team has shown is it needs LeBron and AD on the court playing heavy minutes still to win. I thought the, uh, I thought the plan was to change that this mm-hmm. season. Uh, they have not been able to do that. So that's where the Lakers are at right now. Back to the cap or no cap. Turn around. Seasons, come on, bro. We're just trying to get every, pick up every win we can, try to get to what's the magic number, seven, six? Mm-hmm. Before the, over these next 15 that you've got still without John Morant. So I'm not worried about turnaround season. I'll say that's cap. I, I'm just worried about trying to get one where you can. And, again, you have struggled against this Lakers outfit of late. So Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say with any degree of confidence that the Grizzlies are going to turn this thing around. I mean, it, it's you're on a you know, West Coast road trip. You know, it's just <clears throat> very unlikely. We right? mentioned the move to put Gilliard in, I think, yeah. is unlo- has, has helped put Marcus Smart in a place now right. where he's more comfortable sure. and on the court. That's a good move. You want to buy into this team's galvanized now after the, the Taylor Jenkins rant, whatever mm-hmm. else, and that helped going into the Clippers. Oh, he's got our back and everything. That's fine. That's mm-hmm. more narrative dri- narrative than anything else. Right. Um, right now you're just trying to – you know, steal somewhere you can. And yes. Look, listen, this Lakers team's struggling, so maybe you can hit them over the head. Um, but you're going to need, you know, you're going to need some guys not. To yeah, perform. I mean, I think there's a better chance that it, we just look up and say the Clippers were the, <clears throat> you know, they were a disaster, and you took advantage of them being a disaster. And, and it has been just that. They they must be regretting. Yep. 
I mean, obviously they have to look forward and try to figure out how to get it done, but they, that has been a mess since, uh, since the trade for Harden. Yeah, so uh, I, I think it's Cab. I don't think they're turning their season around. I mean, at this point you're just trying to get to 7 and 18, it feels like to me. Um, we mentioned the number tonight. What is it? Have you seen it? I have not seen just it. I assume it's going to be like five. five and a half, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I assume it's going to be somewhere. Four and a half looks like at least uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, right now. I, I'm showing a little bit of value then on the Lakers there at four and a half. Um, Are you? Yeah, a little bit, yep. I, four and oh at home now. In my, head, thing it was, about this in my head it was five, you know, so I'm showing a half a point of value. Um, plus you're just dealing with the fact that they've been in L.A., you know, for a couple of nights. You know, that's, just, that's always a tough one, so – in terms of keeping focused and energy, like they've been out there shopping or something. They, yeah, with, I mean, with two yeah. wins, you go. Do you go shopping with two wins? Well, yeah, I think the I think I the, ca- the chicks still do cash, even though they're not winning. So I'd expect. I probably know, would hit Rodeo or something. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna go out there, gonna have some fun in the nightlife. You know what I mean, bro? It's like LA. Gilliard? Uh, yeah, I think he probably would be one of the prime candidates. Yeah. Just go flex out it's there like a little what, bit. What on, other on chance would he have? Yeah, Flex on the two-way deal a little bit. That playing, you know, crypto. Is it still crypto.com? He can get like a little little small Louis bag, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. But, cool. yeah, enough to – he's in a great spot because – I'm he, sorry? He's not supposed to be there. But he's, a, he's on a two-way. Now he's getting – he's yeah, a starter. He's I, I would, though, I would yeah. want – yeah, I would, you know, you might want more now. Well, he's not really doing it. Especially when you look around and Bain and everybody's cat, you know, everybody uh-huh. else got all the money now. I guess yeah. Baines actually kicks in next year. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I, I mean, look, I, there there will be a time where the Grizz probably have a chance to turn this around, but it is not tonight. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, the Bills window is closed. Cap or no cap? What do you think of what you saw last night? Broncos get the win. <clears throat> I can hear Jeff cringing right now. Yep. He doesn't like talking about it. I wouldn't either. 24-22, Russ Wilson, let's ride. Yeah, un- what, what a joke! Too, unserious. The way they won that game, unserious. Joke. All of it. That's just what I, that that's the word that comes to my mind with them. Just unserious in every sense of the word, bro. <laughs> like, and I guess they're blaming Ken Dorsey, who they fired today. Their OC. Oh, they fired Ken Dorsey. Today? Him, I totally made, missed made that. Made him the scapegoat. Yes. Oh, okay. Fucking atrocious. Yeah. Look, it is. I, I mean, look. It's this Sean, team had super. This is about the Super Bowl for them. It's Ken Dorsey today. It will be Sean McDermott tomorrow. Ultimately, I mean, you can't have twelve men on the field on defense right after getting a pass interference call that put them in position to make the field goal. Ken Dorsey didn't have a thing to do with that. Nope. I think Sean McDermott's done, and I've said that. I mean, I even said that back in the beginning of the season that like you have to have a coach who can really unlock the best parts of that team. And Sean McDermott is not doing that. I mean, he's a defensive-minded guy. I mean, he's not getting the best out of Josh Allen. Josh Allen is irresponsible. Josh Allen is irresponsible with the ball. So, I mean, I, can, I, mean, I I'm, there's two games that are gonna you're gonna look back on this season. It's gonna be the Jets in Week One when Aaron Rodgers got hurt in the first drive of the game. And it's gonna be this one. And if you're gonna be if you finish you know a game out of the playoffs or what have you. Um, you know, it, it, you're going to look back at these two games, and it's going to be Josh Allen's lack of being able to take care of the ball. Um, I thought the defense did everything they could have done reasonably last night. I mean, my God, they were starting every drive at the 40-yard line, you know, in the second half. What were they supposed to do? I mean, Josh Allen turned the ball over. I mean, he's just making bad throws, bad decisions. You know, I mean, the fumble <laughs> the fumble handoff to James Cook, unserious, unserious quarterback. I'm sorry. Yeah, their 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 window closed with 13 seconds left. 
that's what's what happened. Um, you mentioned the Jets. They, they, the Bills have lost to the Jets, the Patriots, and the Broncos. Supposed to be a Super Bowl contender. That's why McDermott should be gone, not Ken Dorsey. Exactly. John's right. Dorsey didn't have a thing to do with the 12 men on the field and the miss would have been a missed field goal. You would have won the game. Didn't have a thing to do with the pass interference before to put you in that position. And didn't have a thing to do with Josh Allen's three turnovers. Now, one of those turnovers wasn't on him. Ball got tipped. Everything else should have been caught. Uh, two turnovers on him. But, again, it's the same issue. He leads the league in picks. The guys he's ahead of, Jordan Love, Mac Jones. Josh Allen has 11 picks mm. this season. Leads the league. That's what we've talked about. He's too damn careless with the ball. Mm-hmm. I like your word, unserious. You got to take. You got to value it more than Josh Allen does. Uh, he always thinks he's going to get it back and be able to make the next throw, the next drive, or whatever else. Doesn't work anymore, especially with a defense that's down starters. Um, their flaws have been, ex- you know, basically injuries have exposed them. And Josh Allen's turnovers have exposed him. So you can blame Ken Dorsey making the scapegoat, but it's bigger issues. McDermott's um, certainly presiding over a window that has closed. So, yes, that is no cap. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, The Memphis women made us all proud yesterday in that effort against the Tennessee Volunteers. Cap or no cap? No cap. I know it's it's you know it's popular around here to say we don't believe in moral victories and everything else, but come on, it's third game of the season. You dropped your opener on the road to Middle Tennessee. Uh, you know, did win your home opener. You're one and one, but going into that game against a a Vols program, storied Vols program that's coming off of a loss, I believe, to Florida State mm-hmm. on the road. You figured Memphis is going to go up there and get waxed again. You're coming in one and one in that game, and uh, what do they do? Uh, lead at the half, thirty six thirty two. Uh, after a huge 12-0, I believe it was 12-0 second quarter run, uh, you, you know it's 2020 after a quarter, and I, I'll give, I'll, I'll say it out loud. I'll give, I'll tip to my my guy Anderson texted me. I'd forgotten that uh, because that game's in Knoxville, 5:30 start. So I'm sitting, I'm sitting there, hadn't realized the game started, and he texted me. I can't believe what what I'm seeing with what the Memphis women were doing in terms of giving Tennessee all it could handle yeah. there. And it continued into the fourth quarter when they went on, got this couple of steals went, and, and, and forced overtime. And so you're thinking, holy cow, Alex Simmons in her first year is going to get signature win number you know, number one in her third game. They were right there, uh, John. They had Tennessee. And uh, absolutely, uh, with where that program was you know, a couple of years ago to, to – what it potentially did last night, and I know that ends a you know ends up a ten point game. The game was much closer than that. It's a, it's remarkable, and to have done it now through two coaches. So uh, I was hoping they get it. You know, you get that win. You talk about NCAA you know tournament resume right. having a win at Tennessee on there. Right. That would look good, especially after you've already dropped one at Middle Tennessee. You come up short, but it's obviously a sign. Uh, the transfer she's brought in. You know, uh, again, you got some familiar faces like Griggs, who was hitting shots last night. Missed some down the stretch mm-hmm. uh, that ultimately ended up costing them. But no, the effort was fantastic, and the skill level uh, is so much higher, man, than where it was just two, three years ago. It's 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 fun to see. It's fun to see for the program. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I I I think there are such things as moral victories for programs like that that are trying to you know establish themselves. And you know, I know it's again an L at the end of the day, but I think for that team. You know, you got you. You probably feel, you know, you probably feel very good just about. Uh, hey, you know, I, I didn't watch it, so I I really can't say anything intelligent about how it happened. I probably ended up watching a good two quarters of it. Yeah, once I got tuned in. Yeah, and all overtime. But that, I mean, again, that that signifies. And Tennessee's not what it used to be, right? It's very much not the dynasty that well, one of their best players was out. That's what the announcer just refused to stop saying. But right. who, I mean, who? Come on, Tennessee's supposed to be deeper and. 
you know, they're the nationally ranked program. They're supposed to not, again, coming off of a loss. Right. Uh, they're the ones that are out there supposed to be killing you, not giving you a chance. And there was Memphis right there forcing overtime. Ooh, so close. Yeah, so close indeed. All right, uh, at some point there will be value on Memphis football against SMU, against the spread this weekend. Cap or no cap, this thing is just continuing to go up. Exploding. Eight and a half on the brand new ESPN bet. Which launched today, by the way. Um, eight and a half. Is there? I mean, at some I'm, point, I'm going to stop. I've been accused of being ungrateful, ungrateful, or, or uh, uh, and disrespectful about disrespectful eight, about, about eight and two. So I'm going to be very careful here. I mean, can we? I, I'm ungrateful. Can we get you? Can we get so you? So let me, let me, let me calm down. Can I'm we like, interest I'm you in eight and a half? Didn't didn't me say me and you could go out there and win eight games this year against this schedule? That that was the absolute basement, the floor level. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to. I get to, it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I get it. At some point. Make I, old smooth the villain. I don't think you're on an island, though, because I've been getting a lot of requests for Ryan Silverfield to be the new Mississippi State coach by Memphis fans. So, obviously, they're being sarcastic in that plight. Are they not? Would you guys take a look? Everybody's like, tech, even no, text, they're like, hey, y'all should take a look at Ryan Silverfield. This, this makes like, John Aren't you happy with your eight-win coach? This, this makes John very young. Let's not play around. This team This team has a coach. This team is eight and two. That's right. And, let's go serious. And, 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 and I've heard it all. I've heard it a lot. My and goodness. I, and I, I truly believe in this. I subscribe to this, too. We're proud of those players. That's right. Ain't nobody talking about the coach. Well, right, because that, that, that is a different conversation. We're proud of those players. Mm-hmm. And they have a big opportunity on Saturday, 11 a.m. against SMU. Uh, Brad, if you've got any Mississippi State contacts, I am not wanna, interested in your head a, coach. Just look at this offense. That's, that's unbelievable, that is isn't it? Factually leading the AAC in yards per game. I know. Ryan Silverfield promised you explosive, explosiveness, explosive, yes, explosion, mm-hmm. explosiveness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wasn't that it? Did he say the yeah. explosion button? Wasn't it the explosion? He was going to. Ex- this offense would explode this year mm-hmm. with points, and it has in yards. It has. He promised you that, and he gave it to you. So I, I'm just saying, if Mississippi State like what it see, I I would say it that likes is cap. what it sees, that just is like cap. just like Georgia Tech one day looked over here and said, "Yeah, <laughs> we like that guy, old Josh. We're gonna help him out. Just just let me know. Let me know. Is there value on eight eight and a half for Memphis or not, man?" Johns get so uncomfortable. I here. think there is. I'm the one getting the arrows. You fine. I, I think ESPN bet is hanging a bad number here at eight and a half. I mean, we really oh. think SMU is going to come in here and win by t- two scores. I mean, I, that would shock me. They're going to be winning by two scores in the fourth quarter, but then they're going to come back and win. So, oh my, John has like laid down the gauntlet here. Yeah, absolutely. Now you can't. I don't think the app is actually like available so, to download. I'm just going on the website. Like if you go to ESPN.com, it says odds by ESPN bet eight and a half. Everybody else is at seven and a half or eight. So I think there's a little bit of value there on Memphis eight so, and a half. So what about Rob Fisher coming on here every Friday and telling you Memphis doesn't cover? Don't you? When they're double digit favorites, though, it's different now. You're asking them to play a very different role, right? So if they were minus eight and a half, he would have less interest. If they're getting getting eight and a half, you know, different different circumstance entirely. I like ba- I like backing teams that are 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 bad as favorites when I'm getting that many points. Like I can I can live with that because now all I need them to do is lose by a touchdown. You know. Let me ask you Be something. Be scrappy like they are. If they if they pull it off, John, will it be as an emotional scene as it was at Michigan with 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 the Michigan coach this weekend? It might be. 
Will it? It might be because it does. It's starting to feel like this one's the AAC title yeah, game. It really, it really might be. I, 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 who's, who's to say? I hope we get a chance to find out. I hope we get a chance to see how, what that reaction will be. Is this on ESPN. I don't ESPN know. too. So it won't be as it won't be as the won't be we the, don't even need to know, TV need to be blacked out so all of Memphis can be in there at that, the same. Facts, man, you ain't never lied, bro. Black it out. You ain't never lied. Make us go. Yeah. Support this these players. Facts. Love it. Support the players. Love it, brother. Uh, anyway, uh, Jessica Benson's going to join us on the other side. We'll talk to her about this. Grizz, more. Stick around. Jason and John, I'm trying to film ESPN. Get ready to start the NFL week off right now. We got that nasty Monday night football game done. We can look towards Thursday night football. And we finally have a good one. Because right now, all customers over at FanDuel, you get a no-sweat same-game parlay for t- uh, Thursday's game. Just place a three-leg same-game parlay uh, on the Bengals-Ravens game. It's a good one. You'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. That's the great thing about FanDuel. They're always giving you some great promotions, the best promotions. NFL same-game parlays are the perfect way and easy way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. For me, it's current turn a couple of dollars into a nice little tank of gas. For you, it could be more. You can build your own or choose from one of the popular SGPs that are pre-built for you and good for new users. Uh, as you get more familiar with SGPs and FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app, visit FanDuel.com slash Smith. That promo code again, J-S-M-I-T-H, so you don't miss out on this chance to get a no-sweat same-game parlay on America's number one sportsbook. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and of 929FM ESPN. You must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. Refund issues, now withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund, five bucks, unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gangly problem call Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jessica Benson is the host of the Jessica Benson Show with C.J. Hurt. Let's a mild applause. Let's turn that up. Let's turn up that applause, Brad. Let's give her the full version of it. There we go. It's like a, it's like a you know, how do we feel? Uh, she joins us every Tuesday. She joins us now. Hello, friend. How are you doing? Hey, thank you for playing the appropriate theme music. I assume it's on behalf of USC women's basketball having the most exciting freshman phenom in the country on their roster, Juju Watkins. 
That's right, another 35-point game. G.G. Watkins' first freshman in 25 seasons with multiple 30-point games in her first three games. That's yes. fun. That's exactly wow. why we played it. That's exactly why we played it. You said, Brad, play it. Juju Watkins is going on. I knew that was it. Juju Watkins and, and Boogie Ellis, you know, just living it up <laughs> in Los Angeles. Is Caleb Williams, like, is he, like, beloved there? Like, what's the uh, what's the feeling about him there? Um, I mean, yeah. Pretty much. That doesn't why, sound why like someone ask? who's beloved. He's That's from the Heisman. Of course he's beloved. Okay, I, but, yeah. but but this season has just been dreadful. Think everybody hates him now because he paints his nails? John keeps pointing the fact the kid paints his nails as if no, that's some and, sort of weakness. I just don't understand. I went on this rant earlier. I've gone on this rant consistently. He's just someone who people love to hate. Mm. And I don't know if it's just the general super successful kid um, with a part of USC, which a, a lot of people have negative connotations. Let's just call it what it is. A lot of people out there hate USC. And so then you get a quarterback who's drawing Patrick Mahomes-like comparisons, and that quarterback is a part of a team that significantly underperforms to what they were supposed to be or what they were attempting to compete for this season in a trip to the college football playoff. And it's just easy to punk on him from painting his nails to crying to his mom. Two things that I think he just makes him a more interesting person, a human being, and an interesting character to root for within the sport. Um, but he's still great. USC's defense still stinks, and now they have nothing to play for. So I just hope Caleb Williams keeps playing for the rest of the season. And we'll see if that's the route that he goes or if he takes the protection route and ultimately you know, preserves his body, doesn't have any risk for injury going into what you would assume to be a trip into the, uh, the NFL draft. But he's been such a joy to watch, and even watching that Oregon game over the weekend where, I mean, I think Bo Nix's stat line – was two of two for 161 yards and two touchdowns to start the game. And you're like, what, what, what are you supposed to do? If number four for USC doesn't want to tackle, how much can Caleb Williams put on his back? And he immediately went and led a really impressive touchdown drive. Um, but people are quick to quick to hate. I hope that he proves everybody wrong with an illustrious NFL career. How about jumping over to, uh, since USC's dead this year in terms of the season, <laughs> how, about jump, how about jumping over to America's team, the Michigan oh. Wolverines? How do you feel about oh, that? Here, I thought you were going to go with America's team, the Memphis Tigers, who barely avoided losing to Charlotte. Memphis, yeah, Memphis ain't Michigan. even Memphis's team, bro. Have you ever? Mm. I mean, I, know. It, I mean, mm. y'all, y'all can't even get on the same page. In They're Memphis. America's team to John, that's for sure, sitting at 8 and 2, real pretty. <laughs> 8 and 2 is what USC wishes they were 8 and 2. We, we sure do. We wish we had a chance to compete for a conference championship in the last year of the Pac 12. At least Memphis still can put that within the ether of things to achieve this season. No, Michigan, I mean, it was such a tough week for Michigan. They lost their coach, and I just I can't believe they still were able to, I know. to pull off such a big victory against Penn State. My heart is really with all the Michigan Wolverines across the world, and all of them are, you know, just bet, 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 bet on social media, and they looked really good, though. That was my biggest takeaway. Is like, this Michigan team is so good. Like, it's such an unfortunate uh, add-on storyline. It's a significant storyline, um, with the sign-stealing shenanigans and whatever punishment outside of this three-game suspension for Jim Harbaugh that Michigan could ultimately face. Uh, and it's just too bad because this Michigan team is dominant. And what they were able to do, they didn't throw a single pass in the second half. And they just ran the rock. And they get the win, and Blake Corum's bleeding down his face. And I think they are – I have felt that they are the team of the Big Ten, and it feels as if it's them and Georgia, and then whoever else is going to fill out those other two spots in the college football playoffs. Would you want Harbaugh as your NFL coach? Mm, I'm 
I'm like Harbaugh agnostic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not one way or the other. I know gotcha. there are some people out there who are just big, big Harbaugh fans. And I just say, I think he's a good coach. I think he lives life a little bit on the edge. You cannot tell me that I don't, I don't care how many people want to say that he did not know what was going on with Connor Stallions and the sign stealing plan at Michigan. He's the head coach of the team and he's a smart coach and he's an active coach. And I would assume that, that he knew. So there's just a reckless nature to him that I'm not sure. And we've seen this now too, where if he goes back to the NFL, can he reclaim the position of being a professional football coach because it is such a difference from being a college football coach. We saw that emphatically with the Urban Meyer saga in Jacksonville. And at this point is Harbaugh too too college-y to go back. And and can that relationship with players go from being the leader of young men to Mm -hmm. being the coach of people making millions of dollars and this is a business and this is their job? I'm I'm just not sure. And do you want the mess that's attached to him right now? I'm not sure either. So I guess we'll see if if that's the route that it, it comes to and if he does seek NFL pastors to save him from whatever the NCAA and the Big Ten ultimately decide on, uh, it'll be an interesting thing, thing to see You know what that next chapter for him could look like, if that's the case. I was told, uh, just you know, as a young lad, the old adage was winning cures everything. That's what I was told. I was told mm-hmm. that winning fixes everything. But nobody told me about the asterisk. Which is in le- the, the asterisk is in, is in less that involves Memphis football. Oh. oh my gosh! Oh, so I I realize this is a hard question to answer, but why why is Memphis football so divisive, despite the fact that they're hmm. eight and two? Hmm, that's a very good question. Because um, to me, it should be one way traffic into Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium on Saturday. This team has a chance right. to play for a conference championship, potentially. This is a huge game. And, and that's not really the vibe I'm getting, you know? Right. It's almost as if, and let me be on the record, I don't think this is fair, but it's like that year in 2019 was so good and so glorious that it created the most unrealistic of vibe expectation. Like, I'm not sure... I don't never say never. Certainly there could be a situation in the future where Memphis is undefeated and has an opportunity to host a game day, but it'll never be the first again. It'll never more than likely be a situation. And funny enough, it was Memphis SMU, the game of that night that just created this perfect party atmosphere and celebration of Memphis football. And it felt so good. And they won. And they ultimately end up getting to go to the Cotton Bowl, where they lose. And they lose their coach. And Mike Norvell did such a good job. He was hired at Florida State. Um, And it's almost like just chasing that dragon of what that was. It will never feel like that. And there have certainly been some some down points over the last couple of years that I think fairly give fans a a place to say, well, listen, it it feels far, far away from that. But you are 8-2 right now. And you're winning games that, by all means, you lost last season. Like, you're not coming back against – North Texas and South Florida and Charlotte last year, those games fall out of, out of your hands and you take a tumble. And this year, uh, for whatever reason, they're built a little bit different and they find a way to get the win at the end. And I do think it should be celebrated and Liberty stadium should be full come Saturday. And yet I don't know if it will be. And that's a travesty because you're right. All they're doing is putting themselves in the position to do what they're supposed to do 
this year, and that is potentially compete for an AAC championship. And I know they don't fully control their own destiny in that scenario, and so that's a bit of a bummer, and you lose the biggest games in Missouri and Tulane, and certainly if you're 10-0, and you're feeling a lot better. But I think there would still be people who would find something to complain about. It feels like a little bit like when I, when I was a student, when I was in high school and middle school and all that, like I was like really bad at studying. I was really bad at, at doing my homework. I was really bad okay. at, you know, all those things. But, but, but when the test rolled around, I could, I could pass the test and, and do really well. I could excel. I could make A's. I could make, you know, B pluses. But I didn't study. It's so like my mom would always get on my ass about how, you know, if you just studied, you know. But I'm like, Mom. I got an A on the test. Mm -hmm. So why are you worried about whether or not I studied or not? Y'all sound like my mom right now. Like y'all just need to y'all just need to take the test and be happy with the test results. You know what I'm saying? Until the test results change, then we can then we can can talk. That's what feels fragile about the the non-studiers is it's like eventually there's going to be a test where if you had just studied maybe a little bit more or a little better or more efficiently. You would have passed the test, but that's the one where it slips away, and then it's not – you're not making A's. You're grabbing a B-, minus, which is still sure. something to celebrate. For it's sure. just not Dean's role. It's not honors role. You're not summa cum laude, you know? A hundred percent. And, look, Memphis ain't never going to be that in this league. I mean, what even if they're the top, it's like, what is that? You ain't no valedictorian. You're like, a, you know what I'm saying? I, it's a spot in the college football playoff is what it is, dude. Well, yes, and that's, that's what it is, and that's why it's worth it. Like, what are we doing here? Not today. Not today, no, it's not. not today, but that's the point moving forward is like, it will feel – starting next year, it will feel different. Yeah. Because there will be something tangible to That's why it matters. For. Yeah. That's yeah, why this whole, oh, it's okay. That's why that, that it's, it's ridiculous because there is something – Well, I mean, if they're 8-2 and two every two. year, they're going to have a chance to do that. And, and you should be at the head of the AAC. And, again, if that's still enough to get you the spot, the best group of five spot, then that should be what you're at. That's why that, – that can get people excited. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And that's what you should be. Yes. And if you think this year was moving towards that, then that's that's for you to to make that decision and believe. I'm I'm just not there yet. And it's pretty much that simple. Rather than making it, oh, people are fussing about it. Let's not act like there aren't Missouri fans who came into this year with drink on the hot seat that were hoping he failed. So mm-hmm. they could what? Oh, move well, absolutely. on. Again, there's the micro, which is Tech this A&M, season. Same thing. And there is the macro. And where I'm at is the macro right now. That if you end up keeping Ryan Silverfield, which all these hollow wins are leading you to, does that indeed get you to where you and I both agree well, you and, should and, be? And, and I, that is the question. And, and I so, think that's so, fair. So, so, so what you're doing, you're, you're sort but, of but misrepresenting what, me as this guy that can't be anything, happy with say, wins. I didn't say anything about it, you. It's more of a mac- – oh, come on, man. It's more of a macro picture. I mean, Jessica understands what I'm saying, I don't, I, and you seem to now that I've, I've said it. But that, this is a bigger picture thing that I'm concerned about, just like it was with Tubby. I mean, Tubby won 40 games in two years. Some would tell you, oh, he's winning 20 games a year. That's okay. But we realized there was a bigger picture to it. And, again, I'm not saying that this, you know, you're in the same spot as you were with Tubby, that the urgency level is as high. But there is something, again, to aim for when you see that right now the AAC is still thought of as enough that Tulane's got the best group of five spot. Yes. In a couple of years, that's college football playoff spot. That's where Memphis should be, and it's what it should aspire to. Yes. If you think Ryan Silverfield gets you there, then you – then, then keep saying it, and that's fine. That's your decision. I just haven't been convinced of that. Well, I, I hope to be this year. I guess I would ask, and, and, and Jessica's here, at what point does the micro affect the macro? Like, if they're 8-2 and two and maybe they win on Saturday, right? Does that then 
Because I agree it, with it's you. big wins, John. That's it. It's and, beating and, Tulane, and, and, and then you, it's beating SMU. And and you had an opportunity earlier. You didn't. You have an opportunity Saturday again. That's that's what's going to take you, it to the next level. To, you have to be open to that changing if he wins on Saturday, right? <sighs> if he wins yeah, on Saturday, it's, it's hard. So I always get sucked into, and this is just like a a personal piece because of my history with my dad and the whack and Boise state. But I always look at, at Boise state as one of those like pinnacle group of five schools. Right. And they just fired their coach Andy Avalos because they went or at this point in the season, they're five and five. And previously they had the nation's longest current winning or current streak of winning seasons at 25. They had 25 straight winning seasons. And some of those resulted in fun things like a fiesta bowl, two Fiesta Bowls, and then some of them are humanitarian bowls. But for what it's worth, they, they constantly had winning seasons, and they had to make a coaching change fairly recently, three years ago, and right now 5-5 five and five isn't enough. Mm-hmm. Memphis isn't 5-5. Five and five. They're 8-2. and two. And so then it just becomes this nature of like, okay, are you kicking the can down the road? Can Ryan – how much belief do you put? And I hate this because I am constantly rooting for Ryan Silverfield. I have been rooting for him since the day he took over – for Mike Norvell and seeing how that locker room at the time, which was a bunch of Mike Norvell's players and players who Silverfield had helped recruit, but were so passionate about him getting that opportunity. And so I consistently think like there's something there, um, but I certainly understand the sentiment of, okay, if not this year, where do you, where do you hinge the decision? You know, and like, that's a decision, thankfully that's out of my hands, but I understand the frustration of fans because even though it's, eight and two it just it feels off and i i don't like that it feels off it's just how it is with some people out there what'd you think uh, uh jessica of the we're going back a little bit obviously uh, grizzlies got the lakers tonight but before uh they were able to beat the clippers obviously and uh, hopefully it is you're putting together a, a two-game win streak here you had the uh you had the taylor jenkins explosion what'd you sort of think of, of the rant and 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 can a rant like that can it can it galvanize a team can it help a team can it motivate a team enough right, that it, it, it actually plays out on the court and you get a little something extra out of it. I liked the rant primarily for two reasons. One, standing up for Jaron Jackson Jr., you show you have your players back, cool. Two, there is nothing worse than feeling nothing, right? Like, and I, it felt as if we mm. were getting to this point in the season mm. at yeah. one and eight that fans were feeling nothing. Because you lose enough, and no one wants to be like a masochist about it, so you just kind of tune out. And yep. so by Taylor going on that rant at the end of the game, you felt something. Whether you loved it and it lit a fire under you, as you hoped that it did with the team, or even if you thought it was cheesy or corny or a little too extra. like At least you felt something talking about the Grizzlies losing a second game to the Jazz. And so from a conversation standpoint, uh, I appreciated it. And then I'm not going to try to put too much stock in it being behind the Grizzlies finally managing to win a close game because a lot of these losses have been close. I think four of the eight have been by six or less points. And so when you watch things starting to unravel against the Clippers, you're like, oh, no, here we go again. Norman Powell is going to kill the Grizzlies and Terrence Mann is going to kill the Grizzlies. And, oh, yeah, Paul George is on this roster. But instead – they find their way through, and so much of that is because they built themselves so much equity up in the fourth in the first quarter in establishing that lead, and and what Jacob Gilliard and Bismack Biombo uh, were able to do, and the fact that you're kind of back to that next man up mentality, which can be an eye roll at this point, um, but that really was the case against the Clippers, and they're rolling with Paul George and Kawhi and Russell Westbrook and Zubats and James Harden. 
Man. <laughs> the vibes are the vibes are worse than the Clippers than they are with the Grizzlies. That was my biggest takeaway from Sunday. Is like there is a team out there that feels worse than the Grizzlies right now, and it is the Clippers. And you can at least take stock in that. Yep, there's no question about it. Hey Jessica, appreciate you Thank as you, always. Thanks for coming hey, on. Guys. Yep. Have a good one. Yep. She is Jessica Benson. Joins us every single Tuesday here on the show from Grind City Media. Yeah, look, I I a hundred percent am always in favor of being ambitious, like on this topic. You know what I'm saying? And I and I really was not taught I'm not trying to like subtweet you while I'm doing the show. Like I you know genuinely there are lots of fans, you know, yourself included, we've had this discussion, that do not like the direction. I was I promise I'm not making it about, oh, Jason just feels this way. I, we've seen a lot of it. Like there's been this conversation happening since game one of the season. Sure. You know, a lot of Memphis fans. Um and and look, I I am always in favor of of going for it, you know, being ambitious. And 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 it did apply with Tubby. And it might apply here someday. You know, like let's like I, I am more um like I think back to the Norvell season, the third year of, of Norvell's tenure. He went like eight and six. He played like uh, you know, he played Missouri, got waxed by thirty. Yeah. Uh, they lost to UCF, kind of the same situation here. Lost to the top team in the conference. Memphis lost to the top team in the conference this year. They went eight and six. They had a bunch of NFL dudes on that team, and like, like it was all good. I guess that's because he had a ten win season under his belt at that point. But you know, it has been sort of like this in the past. Um, now Silverfield's best season has not matched Norvell's, and it probably won't. Um, I just, I, I, I get that's just where we part. You know, like I just, I am not at eight and two. I'm not quite there. Let's see how they finish. If they get blown out on Saturday, yeah, we're gonna get to a point to where the the discussion on this team is gonna be you're just beating up on the the dregs, and you can, and you can't win big games. And if that is the case, then they will need to some day make a decision because you're gonna just stall out, a hundred percent. You know, they were leading 21-10 against Tulane. They were competing, you know, uh, uh, basically start to finish with Missouri, you know. But they're at home. This is, they're a huge underdog. Yeah. That's, that's not co- comforting. There's no doubt about that. Um, but let's see how it looks. They get blown out, and it's embarrassing, and SMU comes in here and covers that number. Then I do think you come in here on Monday, and you're like, okay, what is this going to be? You know, it's like Jessica said, I'll finally feel something. You know, like she was talking about they apathy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I think that's what we're all still hoping or waiting yeah. for Ryan Silverfield to deliver. Yep. Is a fit. We keep pointing back to Mississippi State or he was the first coach that could knock off UCF. Okay. Yeah. Uh, great. All right. But but we're way past that now in year four and a year where you're coming off two, three, and fives in yep. conference play. Yep. I'll give it to him. Five and one has handled the business. Right. But make us feel something. You don't feel anything. Beating oh, that's Charlotte true. Oh, or that's South 100%. Florida. Yeah. Ain't anybody feeling and, and And again, all respect to the Memphis fans that have continued to go and do feel something because they want this so bad yep. because I, I can hear them right now. They're saying, man, I go to the games. I feel something. And, and I'm, I'm not taking that away from you. You guys do. But I'm talking about to get back to relevance, guys. Something that's going to make the rest of college football, or at least the AAC, look over here and say, all right, they got something going. Absolutely. You ain't got that yet, and that's what I'm waiting on. And, John, I'm hoping that's what happens on Saturday. Yeah. I ain't so out on it because, listen, John, I know what's about to happen. You, They've won enough games now. You're not doing anything with Ryan Silverfield other than pushing across, again, that contract extension that I'm sure is going to have some protections or whatever else in it. Yep. And we're about to see, okay, what it looks like next year and the year after that. That's where we already are because, what, he's taken care of enough business, but he ain't made us feel anything yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm still hoping and waiting on that moment. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't That's think where that, we're at. I don't think there's anything That's unfair about that. It, no, and again, coming into the the two lane game, remember Jason was on that Monday giving Ryan a respect burger for getting Memphis to the point where that was an important game. You were yep. what four and one. Okay, here's your shot. You missed. You're yep. right. You're up in that game. You missed. Here's another one yep. again to make people feel something to make the AAC look up and say, okay. Now, now we see where it's going. They right. have arrived as, right. again, one of the true contenders. Because this is a good SMU team on both sides of the ball. Well, right now, they're the team that looks like you know the, yeah. the real team that should be in the title game, to be honest with you, no, along look, with Tulane. In the end. Defensively and offensively. It is the truth been that dominant. If, you, if you get stuck in neutral as a program, and stuck in neutral means you know not being able to Worst win these kinds of games, happened. you know, just as right. Like, I mean, Jimbo Fisher nine and four, eight and five, nine and one, eight and four until the last two years. But like they, they never, you know, they they finished second in the West two times. Maybe had a couple, win, you know, a win against Alabama once, but ultimately weren't much relevant outside of that. Now that's Texas A&M, so it's a little, you know, it's a, it's not exactly apples to apples here, but it's the same thing. It's like you get to a point to where okay, yeah, you can get to a bowl game. They're six and four this year. You can get to a bowl game. Yeah. But in the end, is that is that enough? Is you know, that enough? When the college football playoff system and all the you know folks that put the TV executives, everything in control that decide that they no longer want that group of five rep in it, right? Because they got to give more chances to the big dogs. That's when I'll say, you know what? Just get you a few wins a year, right? Eight, nine, ten. Right. You got it, but but it's still worth again. Pointing back to what I was saying, just there's still something to aspire to right now, and hopefully that never changes. Hopefully they they keep a little Cinderella spot in there, because what I tell you is there's an the the investment level here says you should be that team, not Tulane. Says you, especially with SMU walking out the door. I mean, it it says that you should be the best thing outside. Look at uh, again, look at where Tulane's ranked, mm-hmm. and and look at who it's playing on a week to week basis. Same teams as you. Yep. So you know, I know they played Ole Miss. You played you played a good Missouri team, you know, uh, uh, played them well. And and again, I, I respect again the the how close the the fact that you look at the 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 right side of the docket, the loss side, and they're only the Tulane and Missouri. Those are good teams you lost to, but I need you to I need you to take that next step. And I think that's I don't I don't think that's to uh, I think even Ryan Silverfield has said he expects that. Yeah. That's not unfair to ask. 100%. The next step. Hundred percent. Not just beating the dogs. Yeah. I mean, look, beating the dogs should come with that ability as well. Well, yeah, they didn't have it before this season. Yeah. Now they have it. But I'm not I, I can't give you a plus yeah. on just on, on doing that part. On getting you, you could get, give me that's a, just uh, get back right. You give me a that's get back right. You give me a B. You could definitely give me a B on that, Mr. Smith. On just taking care of your business? Yeah. <sighs> You're a tough grader, man. You're a tough grader. These been some you've been winning by the skin of your teeth, dude. We could already be having a different conversation but, if this four-game stretch had gone a little different. But it did. That's how close it was. I understand that, and and we can focus on this season and how that's eight and two. But you realize what that means? Them hollow wins ain't doing nothing but well, making sure that there's another year of this, and then maybe another year. But, and if you ain't moving up, you're wasting your time. Well, I, I just I guess I leave a little bit more room than you do that they could win on Saturday, you know, and if they and if they do. What that could mean for the, the trajectory of the program? Like, I leave a little bit more room for the possibility. It seems like, and it, look, they're, the, they're, the market been a says good team at home under Ryan Silverfield. Of course, that possibility is there. Yeah, but 
based on what your eyeballs have seen this season, doesn't sound like you looked at a lot of SMU, and I haven't either. Yeah. I've, I've looked at the numbers for yeah. SMU. They're, I mean, they, I know they were they competitive jump off the page against Oklahoma of you defensively. and all that. Yeah, yeah especially defensively. Yeah. It jumps off the page at you. Yeah. I, I, no, not ruling out the possibility they could win. I, I, I'm rooting for it yeah. because then you'd finally have something, yeah. I think, that you could point to. Right. The way SMU's playing, they're one of the best teams in the AAC. Beat them at home then. Right. You had that chance against Tulane, you didn't. Here, here's two. Right. I mean, John, these are the games we pointed to and said were the important ones. Yes. The other ones we said they're going to be favored in. Of course you've got to win them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where we're at. So go, go get me one that you're a dog in at home. Yep. Then I'll, then we're going to feel some, to Jessica's point. What you don't want is apathy. Well, I'm not going to be here like magic. I'm not going to be feel, here. I'm a, I'm a, I, 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 good chance I fill in for you. I like that 11 a.m. kickoff. Should be a beautiful day on Saturday, right? I mean, yeah. I imagine we're going to have some beautiful – what, 60s or something? Yeah, yeah. Looks nice. Yeah. You don't sound – you haven't been you're, – you've only been looking at Aruba weather. Yeah. So you're not I, even – I mean, you're not, really nice. you're not, not even to, with us. I'm not trying to rub it you're in. You're not even going to be here like for the y'all biggest game. About, like what the Memphis weather for Y'all talking like, about John right now is representing us. There are a segment of fans that are rooting against Ryan this Saturday uh, in a perverted way because of the well, tubby that, factor. They want him to lose so that he doesn't do hang-on wins. The, the, the issue is he ain't getting fired, guys. No, we know that, that. That's why I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it would have been different if you had lost during this four game stretch or earlier, or you're sitting here with four wins. Then we're already, yeah. Actually, maybe in a good way because then you're you talk about are you moving on? Yeah. But that that's the that's, some even want him to get blasted because I mean, they want the resume to start if, trending that direction. Even if he gets thrashed by I do SMU, he still I, I get that, and I and I would understand why you're rooting against him, hoping that there's change. Whatever I, don't. I understand it, but at this point, what you've got to understand for those people that are on that side, this right. is our you know you, you will be eight and three even if you get thrashed, right. and mm-hmm. you're not going to fire no. that coach no, you're right. with the way this is going to end. Even outside of the AAC title game, mm-hmm. you're going to be pushing over a two-year extension, yeah. and we're going into next year, and, and we can use John can get us all excited about it. And I will, and I and I'll do my job at the end that, of the day. That is your job right now, which is strange, because I feel like that's that's a change. It has been. I mean, I think what's changed is I mean this team. This team has rattled off the wins. I know, that's I what I necessarily did not expect. I did not expect them to. I mean, to if you'd have told me that they'd have been in all these situations in every game and they'd have won, they were favored. I know, but I'm saying if you'd have told me exactly how it looked with X amount of time, and they still found a way to win. Every time we counted it up this preseason, we said this is where they were. That is true. Every time. That is true. We said they can't go beneath this. Is what we said. That is true. And you try to act like they're in the penthouse at eight and two when we well, said this was the this was the base this was the floor level. Maybe it's because now it's time. Okay, I, 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 they they compete. They had a double digit lead against Tulane and they played better against Missouri than I expected. Yeah, and those are good teams. That helps y'all's yeah. case. I, yeah. I understand. Well, you okay. ain't gotta make it about y'all. You ain't gotta make it about us. You them they them. You ain't gotta do all that, brother. You, we- <laughs> you have put this plastic up between us. No, bro. But but it, but to show you, I'm I will go and fill in for you. Okay, I believe that when I see the Instagram post. Okay, I mean if I if you it, I'm gonna put it out. It ain't real until it's on the Again, gram. Eleven a.m. Great time. Y'all give him what? What is the weather forecast? Yeah, tell I'm gonna be in Starkville is. cheering on the Bulldogs in a fresh slate. Who's the interim? The interim is the same dude who did it when Mullen was gone. I forget his name. I gotta I gotta look that up. Fifty nine the high on Saturday. It's supposed to be sunny. That's that's kind of cold, dude. Interim coach is Greg Knox from Mississippi State. Oh, he's got the sun. Gotcha. It gotcha. should be fine. Uh, let me Put look up. up. Uh, Put on a little coat. Let me look up Aruba weather. This I weekend. was with John at the Tulane game. I sat weather. in that stadium and saw that Tulane game, and I said, "This 
is it? You were in like the suites, though. I was in a suite. Yeah, you weren't. You weren't down we, with the people. We had brought people in. We catered it. We you said were, tonight. A, a Mississippi tonight State is verdict night. We said tonight is verdict night, and they lost. Well, you thought Cotton Bowl was verdict night, so and they lost. You've been hoping for verdict. He, night we for lost a long every time. verdict game, Jason. We lost every verdict game. No, I, I, I will say, every single one they beat Brad Mississippi State, and it's going to happen one. again on Saturday, folks. Verdict game lost. Mississippi State was a verdict game. They won that one. Uh, I agree, and I wanted to fire to the Mississippi State. Did you State find out there? yet if that team was ranked? Because it don't look like it. Uh, I don't think it was. No, it wasn't. Uh, You're trying to make that win. They, they were it was. they were unranked. I looked it up. Yes. Well, I mean, you still had to win it. You know, I mean, it was still and a it good took win. the best what? NFL Tell player me. ever to scoop that ball. They were and undefeated. Run it back. They were undefeated at that point. Yes, Stop. they were. Stop. They were two and zero. Now that UCF team. When we ended the streak and finally put them in the tub, yeah, that one had to be. <laughs> that in the was 20s, a right? game. Was that a, like a twenty-one ranked UCF team? Maybe a little higher. I don't think they not were ranked. even ranked. I don't think oh they were ranked. man, when I'm gonna feel something? SMU's not ranked. Oh, if you're going by that logic, no, no, no. But they're good. They SMU was well, one I of the mean, best UCF teams in this conference. And again, this gets me closer to the AAC title game, John. So UCF quarterback is a big was game. Dylan Gabriel, who's now freaking killing it for Oklahoma. I mean, they were good. They were good back then. Couldn't even put a number by the Tubby had rank wins. Damn. Tubby Smith, dude. I mean, it's the same. Oh, my Lord. It's well, really the same. Well, y'all need to stop with Memphis this. It's football's not the same. <laughs> Memphis football. They keep saying, I'm the one moving the goalposts. No, They're the ones. The prestige keep of Memphis the same football energy. is not the same as Memphis Stop basketball. caring so much, Jason. That's why. I know. I, I'm ungrateful. If, if, if we had Jason as a fan this in the early says. 2000s, we would be in a Power 5 league right now. There's no question about it. <laughs> There's no doubt. I'm being dead ass serious. If somebody cared as much as you did at the turn of the century, the turn of the millennium, we would 100% be in a Power 5. But there wasn't. They were putting down the carpet on uh, Cal in Cal's office right above Tommy West. You used to be ambitious. And, and you would have been up there, get the hell out of here! Mm-hmm. This we, is a football city! We changed you. Uh, I think it was the Grizzlies when you were holding on tight to that core four and you didn't want to push the explosion button. You were scared. Yes. And we understood. Yes. But we finally got you to push it. Yes. And then you saw the magic. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 